This week at AveMariaRadio.net's Poll of the Week, we want to know, do you think the bishops will draft a document about Eucharistic coherence? Let us know now by going to AveMariaRadio.net, scrolling down on the homepage and clicking on Poll of the Week. This is Cresta in the afternoon on this Wednesday, first day of the uh, meeting, summer meeting of the USCCB, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Still to come a little bit later on, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, who is following the proceedings there. He will join us in the first segment of the next hour, so please stay with us for that. For now, though, we're going to have a couple of polls that we're going to be talking about. I had mentioned already on the show today that Gallup released last week the results of their annual poll on sanctity of life issues. Unsurprisingly, a number of media outlets are aggressively spinning the results to argue that there has been an increase in public sentiment in favor of legal abortion. In particular, the fact that a record high 47% of Americans view abortion, quote, morally acceptable, received a great deal of attention from the mainstream media. So we'll talk about that with our guest in this segment, along with uh, the results of a CatholicVote.org poll that was just released yesterday. Michael New joins us to discuss these and more. He is a research associate at the Bush School of Business at the Catholic University of America and an associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute. You can follow him on Twitter at Michael underscore J underscore new. So, Michael, welcome back. Good to have you with us on the program. Ah, thank you for having me. Um, let's, I guess, I want, we want to talk about both of these polls, but you, you actually had some thoughts on the results of the Gallup poll. And, of course, as you uh, are going to point out, uh, the, the, the mainstream media are going to take something like this. They always have a way of taking this and reading into it or spinning in a certain way to kind of suit their per- particular agenda. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. That uh, the finding that many in the mainstream media are covering is the fact that this poll showed that 47 percent of Americans think that abortion is morally acceptable, and that's about a three percentage point increase since the last time Gallup did this poll, and it is a record high, and that is a little bit concerning. But one thing I will say is that Gallup in this poll asks many questions about abortion and sanctity of life issues, and when you consider the results of the entire poll. Uh, you see a great deal of stability. So when you look at the uh, past five Gallup polls where they've asked about abortion, uh, 47% of Americans identified as pro-life. In this Gallup poll, 47% of Americans identified as pro-life. So pro-life identification, pro-life self-identification uh, has been pretty constant uh, during the past five years. Uh, this past Gallup poll uh, also found that 52% of Americans think that abortion should either be illegal or legal in only a few cases. And that's also broadly consistent with previous polling on this issue. So when we look at seriously results of the whole survey, uh, you see a lot of stability in public attitudes toward abortion. When you point out that the poll actually showed a slight decrease in the percentage of Americans who wanted to see that landmark uh, Supreme Court decision Roe versus Wade upheld. Talk about that. Right. Again, it wasn't a big decrease, but uh, basically I think said that when they looked at Roe v. Wade, I think the last time they asked this polling question in 2019, uh, 60% want to see it upheld. And that fell to 58% this time. So again, not a big decrease, uh, but it does kind of contradict the narrative uh, that there's a big increase in uh, sentiment in favor of legal abortion. And another thing that's just also kind of worth discussing that often does not get covered when Gallup does these polls is that pro-lifers have made uh, some pretty significant gains 
in the court of public opinion over the past 25 years or so. Uh, Gallup has been asking questions on abortion for a very long time. Uh, back in 1995, they did a poll. They found that only 33% of Americans identified as pro-life. They did another poll in 1996 and found that only 37% of Americans identified as pro-life. And not only do these polls on abortion, uh, they find that pro-life sentiment is pretty consistently in the high 40s. So uh, over the past 25 years, again, the pro-lifers have made some real gains in the court of public opinion. Well, and I've heard several times this mentioned over recent years, Michael, that uh, among younger people, there there seems to be actually even kind of a, a growing appreciation of human life and maybe maybe more of a pro-life uh, younger generation than we have seen in recent, you know, decades or a generation or two. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm a college professor. I've uh, been on college campuses consistently since 1993 as an undergrad, a grad student, a researcher, now a professor. And yeah, I've got to say, that, you know, when I was in college in the mid-'90s, uh, the pro-life position was a very kind of unusual or odd position for somebody to have. You know, now it's fairly common. You know, uh, people don't always obviously agree, uh, but, you know, they kind of understand the arguments, and they see that pro-lifers are people of goodwill and, you know, have good arguments uh, to, to make. Uh, we also have some data from what we call the General Social Survey, and this is a data set that's used by uh, academic researchers who study public opinion. And they've been asking uh, the same six questions uh, on abortion since the early 70s, and they ask about different circumstances. Should abortion be legal if the woman is raped? Should abortion be legal if the woman's low income? Uh, should abortion be legal if a woman is married and doesn't want to marry the man? And again, they, they've done this like every year or every other year since the early 70s. Uh, they surveyed a lot of people, so you can really track demographics uh, shifts over time. And this general social survey has found that, you know, in the 70s and 80s, uh, young adults are very pro-choice. But starting in the early 2000s, young adults became a lot more pro-life, that they started opposing abortion in a lot of these specific circumstances. So just anecdotally, and in terms of the data we have, uh, we do see that young adults are a lot more interested and a lot more open uh, to the pro-life position. Creston in the afternoon, I'm Jerry Usher in for Al today talking with Michael New about the uh, latest Gallup poll on the sanctity of life issues. We're also going to get into the results of a CatholicVote.org poll that was released yesterday. But just a couple more points before we do that, uh, Michael. Um, I know that you are, you believe that uh, life issues are going to be very, very in the forefront this this year for a number of reasons. One of those being the upcoming Supreme Court case considering a 15-week abortion ban in Mississippi. Tell us uh, what we can look forward to on that. Sure, that uh, you know, the Supreme Court uh, doesn't have to take every case. It's appealed to it. But this a uh, few weeks ago, they did announce that they would hold hearings on a 15-week abortion ban uh, that was signed in Mississippi, I believe, in either 2018 or 2019. So this is very significant. This is the first time since Roe v. Wade the Supreme Court is really considering the constitutionality of a gestational age limit. They're really going to answer an important question, you know, can we legally protect pre-born children after a certain stage of gestation? And again, they've never done this before. Uh, they've looked at tax rate funding of abortion, they've looked at parental involvement laws, they've looked at different kinds of abortion facility regulations, they've never once considered a gestational age limit. So all arguments in this case will probably start in the fall. We probably won't get any kind of a decision from the Supreme Court uh, until uh, this next summer, summer of 2022. So we have a ways to go. Uh, but sanctity of life issues, 
uh, will get a lot of attention. And one thing we know is that the more people learn about you know, the sanctity of life, the more pro-life they become. You know, once they learn about field development, once they learn that unborn children can feel pain, once they learn about the physical and psychological health risks involved with abortion, they become a lot more pro-life. So we have a very powerful teaching moment, and I really you know, think, expect, and hope that pro-lifers will be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, I, uh, I help station a lot of stations, Michael, with their on-air fundraisers, and I always try and convince listeners and press upon them that Catholic radio and TV are all, you know important in any age, but maybe now more than ever uh, that we need to uh, we need to retain our seat at the media table. I mean, if we lose this, it's gonna like you said, it's gonna lose that opportunity to have teaching moments like the ones we're experiencing right now. Shifting over to the CatholicVote.org poll yesterday, you had a couple of uh, things that you wanted to point out. Uh, first of all, if found that 83% of church-going Catholics believe politicians who abhors, uh, oppose Catholic teachings, quote, create confusion and disunity. No surprise there on the percentage, I don't suppose. Right. One thing that CatholicVote.org did with this poll that was very smart was they actually surveyed Catholics who attend Mass. One of the, my great frustrations as someone who uh, researches and analyzes public opinion is you often get these polls of Catholics and they may find that Catholics, in some cases, uh, support legal abortion, or they believe in other things that are contrary to church teachings. Well, the problem with all these polls is they just survey self-identified Catholics, including people who identify as Catholic but don't go to Mass. So one thing that CatholicVote.org did that was smart was they actually surveyed those Catholics who attend Mass. And again, they did find that 83% of church-going Catholics uh, believe that politicians who oppose Catholic teachings uh, create confusion and disunity. Uh, again, that when you look at church-going Catholics, uh, they're a lot more likely to be loyal and faithful to church teachings than those Catholics who either don't go to Mass or go very uh, infrequently. Well, and then there's there's the perennial um, issue before before us as Catholics, before our bishops as well, um, and that is the CatholicVote.org poll that, as you pointed out to us, uh, 74% of those uh, surveyed believe that Catholic public officials who disagree with their church on serious or grave matters should, quote, avoid creating confusion and disunity by not presenting themselves for communion, end quote. Um, that, that seems to be an age-old uh, question that... Uh, seems to just kind of present itself, you know, in every, every poll and in every age, I guess. Right. That, uh, you know, again, when you look at church-going Catholics, I mean, they're a lot more faithful to church teachings, and, you know, they really do want uh, the bishops to explain teachings well. And I think, again, this is something the USCCB is going to be dealing with during their upcoming meetings. And I think that, you know, what a lot of Catholics want is leadership, you know, from the bishops. You know, the rules about presenting oneself for communion uh, are clear. And those who persist in you know, grave or mortal sin uh, should not present themselves for communion. And again, it's very clear that you know, President Biden and other elected officials who support legal abortion uh, frankly should not be presenting themselves for communion. And again, I just think that uh, you know, the Catholic Church uh, would be uh, a lot stronger if we just heard clear teachings from the bishops on that. Uh, again, you know, President Biden, during a very short time in office, I think has done a lot to undermine the culture of life. Uh, shortly after his inauguration, he reversed the Mexico City policy. So now U.S. foreign aid dollars can go to NGOs overseas that promote or perform abortions. Uh, even worse, he had a budget that came out recently uh, that for the first time in 28 years does not include the Hyde Amendment. So it's the position of President Biden uh, that uh, not only should abortion be legal, but it should be funded with taxpayer dollars. 
And again, the Church has always had very clear, solid, sound teachings on sanctity of life issues, and I think uh, a lot of Church-going Catholics really want our bishops to show some leadership on this. Michael knew we got about a couple of minutes left. Uh, is all Students for Life of America have held some rallies to encourage our bishops to take a strong stance in defense of the unborn during their uh, USCCB meeting, which just got underway today. You spoke at one of the rallies in Washington, D.C. What was that like? Uh, it was great. Uh, we had about 25 people came out on relatively short notice. Uh, and part of it was to thank those bishops that are doing a good job. I didn't need to sound you know, critical of my comments. It would best have several bishops like Cardinal Dolan, uh, like Archbishop Cordelia of San Francisco, uh, like Bishop Strickland of Tyler, Texas, who are doing a great job in explaining church teachings on sanctity of life. So we had about 25 people in attendance today. Uh, we had some good speakers, including Teresa Bukovic of uh, Democrats for Life and Jason Jones of Movie to, Move, Movie to Movement. And, um, you know, Kristen Hawkins of Students for Life spoke, along with um, Terry Schilling from the American Principles Project. So again, uh, it was streamed online. If people go to Students for Life, uh, they can watch the live stream of our rally. And again, we're hoping to offer some encouragement to bishops as the USCCB meetings uh, go on this week. Well, Michael, I have always enjoyed uh, seeing you on EWTN News Nightly, and you're doing great work. Uh, people, give, give your Twitter address again out there or any other, any other way that people can follow your work. The uh, best way to follow me is just to follow me on Twitter. I'm Michael underscore J underscore new. That's Michael underscore J underscore new. You can also friend me on Facebook. If you listen to Catholic Radio, we probably have some friends in common, and I'll accept your friend request. So that's the best way to keep up with me. All right, well, thanks for your time today. Thanks for all that you're doing. Um, we really, really need voices like yours out there, and thanks for spending some time with us here on the program. Appreciate it, Michael. No, thanks a lot. Okay, Michael New, and uh, that is going to uh, almost bring our number one of Cresta in the Afternoon on this Wednesday to a close. I am Jerry Usher sitting in for Al today. We have a full second hour yet to come as well. A lot to get into, so I hope that you can stay with us for part or all of it. We'll be right back.